Welcome to another special episode of the Underground Bunker Podcast. I'm here once again with Alex Barnes-Ross, apostate Alex. The last time we talked, it was Friday night, and you were in the pub, and you gave us a nice rundown of what had happened that first day of your protest at the IAS Gala at St. Hill Manor in East Princeton, England, um, which was their, their uh, you not only got a protest, you got to march and the police were there with you in the street. And, uh, and that's when Tom Cruise showed up in his helicopter. So it was quite a day. I really haven't communicated with you the rest of the weekend. I know you were bo- there both Saturday and Sunday. I was collecting photos and doing some other stories. Please fill me in on how the protests went on Saturday and Sunday. Hi, Tony. Thank you for having me. And firstly, apologies for my voice. I've been doing a lot of shouting over the weekend, so I'm not a, I, I'm, not, I'm not sounding as perky as I normally am. But thank you for having me back. And what a weekend it was. You know, we had 46 protests on the Friday. The Saturday and the Sunday were always going to be smaller events for us as protesters anyway. Um, I didn't realise at the time um, but one of the protesters who is there, who has been to every protest outside St. Hill for years, has said that they've never before had the protest on all three days. They've only ever gone for the Friday and that's it. So and I didn't realize this at the time. In my mind, I was just like, well, we're going to protest. Of course, we have to be there all three days. Um, and I think on the day, on the Saturday, they were definitely surprised to see us. They certainly weren't expecting us. And especially the Sunday as well, we really kind of got that element of surprise. I mean, we informed the police of our plans and it was all done legit. So if they wanted to know, they definitely could have known that we were going to be there both days, um, the Saturday and Sunday. But it was a much smaller event. I mean, we had, um, I think, 15 protesters on the Saturday and 13 on the Sunday. So much smaller but still a decent turnout and it was uh mostly people who were there for all three days but a handful of people who saw what we were doing on social media reading your blog your website and you know kind of from that thinking oh wow this is going on I want to be involved and so then joining us on the Saturday and Sunday so it was really interesting I think we definitely made our mark on the town and on the event there were so many locals that swung by and you know met us in the pub afterwards and were saying thank you so much for giving us a voice. Um, I spoke to one local who lived across the road and he was saying that I don't, you know, I can't speak up against Scientology because they're my neighbor. I have to have some sort of decent relationship with them, but I'm really annoyed at them. I don't like them being there. I don't like the idea of Dave Miscavige, you know, trotting over to the UK on a private jet and raising loads of money and then swanning back to the US again on a private jet and having a lovely couple of days here and taking home a buttload of money when he's wanted in a human trafficking case and is known for harassing and intimidating Scientologists. You know, the local um the local residents were not happy he was like look this is outrageous we're not happy with this but i can't protest because i've got to maintain a decent relationship with them as my neighbor so thank you for giving us a voice um and kind of speaking on our behalf as well and at that point i realized that this protest isn't just about me as a former member or the other people who are with us or you know people who are in this community and giving scientologists a voice who are currently in that might need help it's also about you know speaking on behalf of other people who were affected by Scientology's activities, even if they have nothing to do with the church whatsoever. So that was quite empowering, I think. Absolutely. And uh, so let's, and let's remind people that uh, what happens on each day. So on Friday, David Miscavige gets on stage and gives a big 
two or three hour speech about how great everything's going. And then he hands out freedom medals to two or three people. They single out Scientologists and claim that they've done more to disseminate Dianetics in Hungary or whatever. Um, and I have to say, I've only seen one very blurry shot of Dave on stage. I'm sure some better shots will emerge, but for some reason, I guess the Scientologists were a little bit more disciplined about with their smartphones while Dave was up on up talking. That's Friday night. That's that's the big sort of event. Then Saturday, they clear out most of the chairs and bring in tables and make a banquet. And it's so your protest may have been smaller, but so is their event. There's gonna they're gonna fit far fewer people in there. And this time people really dress up on black tie and um, they have a very, uh, it looks like a very expensive meal. Uh, and, and the big point of Saturday night is to hand out trophies to the big donors. Um, that's, that's why it's called the patrons balls, the patrons of the IAS being celebrated. And then Sunday night is this charity concert where they put on these Scientologist uh, acts like the Jive Aces and Chili B, Mark Isham. Uh, if that, that was that his name, I don't know. Uh, yeah. and, and then and then they try and then they they say they raise some money for local charities. And I, I've seen so far a check for 50,000 that they gave the local Lions Club or whatever, which is interesting because you know the point is to raise millions. For Scientology, but I guess they give a few away a few things on Sunday. And uh, besides the fact that you and the Daily Mail folks spotted Tom Cruise in his helicopter Friday, on Saturday at the patrons' ball, he was really glad handing the other Scientologists in, dressed in a tux and posing for lots of photographs that made their way out online. Um, pretty remarkable to see him that active at an event i mean we've seen him at the events but i don't remember him being that active with his fellow scientologists and being all chummy like that did you i mean you must have seen the crowd going in saturday night was dressed a lot better saturday was the quietest well apart from sunday we'll get to that in a second but up until saturday saturday was the quietest the quietest international Scientology event I've ever seen. I would estimate 500 people, I reckon max, were there. You know, we, again, were protesting outside, so we had a good, decent view of everybody going onto the property. I spoke to the police um, on the day, and I said, you, you know, this is a, a quieter event for us. It's quieter for them. You know, they told you 6,000 people on Friday. What did they tell you they're expecting today, just out of interest? Because I'm expecting it to be much less. And they wouldn't give me an exact number. And we said, what, about 500? And they were like, no, a bit more than that. And we were like, what, like a 1,000? And they were like, yeah, like a little bit more than that. So I reckon they've told the police it's 1500, something like that is what they're expecting. And so for us, our estimate on the day was, you know, 500 to 700, which kind of tracks that's about what I would expect versus what they were telling the police. Um, so yeah, much, much smaller event. But as you say, it's all high profile, big donors, people showing up in lovely suits and dresses. Um, there was one guy who 
showed up and he was wearing like a re- you know you get like pins according to your status in the is how much money you've donated he had like a really like a diamond really fancy pin so he's obviously a big donor someone showed up in a lamborghini like the wealth that was there was on show versus the friday which is all scientologists from europe that could possibly get there would have been there on site so it was a smaller bunch but yeah definitely putting out all the stops and wanting to um look nice for a big fancy dinner on Friday, you told me that there were some people who went in that were not happy with the protest and were flipping you off. What kind of interactions did you have on Saturday? Saturday and Sunday were very similar in terms of people going onto the property. It was um, obviously less people, but mostly, again, people talking to us and having conversations and listening to us and we were complimenting them. There was a guy, I'll never forget, he had like the sharpest suit I think I've ever seen. And we were like, dude, that's actually a really good suit. Where did you get it from? Like having nice little interactions like this. But the P- I think the... Um, the attendees were getting more and more aggressive as time went on. Saturday was notably angrier and Sunday was just off the charts for us. And we'll get to that in a second. But I was expect the stuff I was expecting to get back from them didn't really happen until the Sunday. So it was very, very tame. But yeah, we got more middle fingers and F-offs and all of this on the Saturday and even more on the Sunday. And any attempts to handle you on Friday, we talked and Janet Laveau came out and was kind of uh, keeping an eye on things and telling police things. What happened on Saturday as far as Scientology operatives? So we were really concerned after Friday because of how Janet, um, I can't remember if I told this to you on the video or over text or what, but Janet Laveau was told off by David Miscavige. Have I shared this with you and your readers? Okay, so Janet Laveau on Friday was really, really angry and private security actually had to ask her to leave, to take a minute because she was so visceral and so upset with the protest and and we had a really good relationship with the private security and i found out afterwards that the reason she had to leave the reason she was so angry is because she was on the phone to david miscavige who was personally angry at her saying you need to shut this protest down what are you doing about it what have you done to cause this why hasn't it stopped yet and so she was like full of anger because she's being told off by cob and so that's why she was kind of removed on the friday and i was really concerned that maybe she's been chucked into the rpf or you know extracted from the event and she wouldn't be there on the saturday um and we were kind of worried that that's the sort of thing that that happens when you're dealing with the wrath of david miscavige and sure enough she wasn't there on saturday and we were quite concerned for the whole day she did show her face on the sunday so i can confirm she's not in the RPF but I wouldn't be surprised if they were holding off until after the event she's probably in there today but she was there um, on the Sunday we didn't see her Saturday Saturday on the gates were the two London directors of special affairs who obviously I know personally um, who are Tracy and Stefania who the day and foundation DSAs they were on the gates and it was quite a funny interaction I was like Tracy Stefania obviously they turn around because it's a voice they recognize and then they realize it's me and they just kind of the looks on their faces dropped and suddenly they just turned back around and wouldn't communicate with me whatsoever and I think the Friday and the Saturday Osa's tactic was just to ignore not confront and just try and cause as much trouble as they can with the logistics you know telling the police that we're shouting harassing it like harassing at them and you know abusing them and so on and the police were just kind of laughing and going no look they're, they're absolutely fine they're standing on public land and in fact 
the reason because they were really annoyed we're standing so close to the gate on the Saturday we were much closer because there were less of us and they were saying they're blocking the entrance and the roadway and the police were saying well that's because you have blocked the public path if you hadn't have put these things on the right of way like footpath then they would be on the path and the traffic wouldn't be obstructed like what yeah. do you expect yeah. so the police were totally um you know really cool about it and and helping us out a lot but I think that's the sort of disruption that we were getting on the Saturday and if people are curious to know what Janet Laveau was hearing in her ear, I recommend you look up the court filing that was made by Mike Rinder um, about the texts that David Miscavige was actively sending to Tommy Davis and Mike Rinder when they were following John Sweeney. This actually became a court exhibit, okay, to show... David Miscavige screaming at these guys, handle this, take care of that guy with really disgusting obscenities. Um, and it's all in a court. I, I'll have to dig out a link for people so they can see. It's it's amazing. So we know what Janet Laveau was going through. I'm sure he was calling her all kinds of names as he was telling her to uh, telling her to take care of you guys. That's amazing. Yeah. How, and and how was of... the weather Saturday? How did you guys hold up? Yeah, we were fine. I mean, Saturday and Sunday were a mu were much wetter and a bit kind of damp. You know, it's typical English weather in November, but we were prepared for it. We had high-vis jackets, someone brought hot drinks, you know, we had lots of throat pastels and, you know, jumpers and all this sort of stuff. So we were like well prepared for it. It was a lot muddier, but I think the funniest thing was the traffic situation was so bad on both the Friday and the Saturday that there there was for some reason was was an issue getting onto the property so if you're driving most most cars would drive and you'd go on through in through the gates and drop them off outside the castle and then they would go into the event and the taxi would come out the other entrance and um, however for some reason that was an issue and so there was mass traffic backlog on the road in both directions so there were cars just waiting to gain entrance to the property, which meant all they had to do is sit there and listen to us for 10, 15 minutes, however long it takes them to get in. So we were there six inches away from the windows shouting our protest chants, and they just had to take it. And the most hilarious thing was the taxi drivers who were dropping patrons off were like, honking their horns they were like yeah we get behind you um and the scientologists in the back seat being fuming because they're in a car that's like protesting with us so we had a number of people with like high heels on and posh shoes and suits like just get out of the car and just walk onto the property to just get out of this situation which was hilarious because that meant they had to walk through the mud and like right past us protesters just because they couldn't handle it so that was quite amusing but we were ready for the weather i don't think they were because they weren't expecting us to be there right. they weren't expect otherwise they would have had plans in place to manage the traffic better i would hope you know, I think those taxi drivers probably very happily gave up whatever tip they were expecting that night. <laughs> exactly. We had so much support from the local community, businesses, um, you know, people who own shops in town, you know, just local residents, taxi drivers. They are all 
really, really annoyed at Scientology for jamming up the roads every single year. And this is the first time it's happened in a few years. I think a lot of a lot of the locals were saying to me, they kind of thought that it was over. They just stopped doing this. And they were like, finally, we can get some peace. And no, it's come back. And it's come back worse because the traffic has never been that bad, is what they were saying. You know, right to the end of St. Hill Road, turn the corner onto the main Turner's Hill Road, which is one of the main artery routes into East Grinstead. It affected the whole town and people were fuming um and there were also some planning regulation things like they have a massive sign out the front that says welcome to saint hill and a sign of that size needs a certain planning permission to be up even though it's temporary um and especially that close to the road there's dangers about it falling in and all that sort of stuff and locals were saying they've been keeping an eye on it and they haven't seen any applications or any of that sort of signage at all and they're just annoyed that they're not playing by the rules they don't really care about the sign but it's like what gives you the right to come here do this and not even bother to apply for the license that you need you're just going to do what you think it's very you know just correct Courageous and ballsy, I suppose, of them to do. And that's what's annoying them um, most, I think, is what I heard from the locals. So Sunday sounds like it was another uh, different sort of a ball game. What uh, what happened on Sunday? Now, again, Sunday <laughs> is the charity concert. So that's that's when they allow in the locals, not just Scientologists, right? Because they want the locals yeah. to come in and see the concerts, uh, yeah. the performances. So so tell me how how different Sunday was and why you think that was. So Sunday, in my mind, was going to be the biggest um, deal for Scientology and safe pointing, right? They are putting on a show. It's a PR image event, and that's it. They want to impress the local people and say, look how good we are raising money for local charities. Like For them, it's a PR activity that is trying to win over the support of local dignitaries and so on. That's why they have celebrities and the concert. So we were thinking this is our opportunity to show the locals that we are supporting them and Scientology isn't wanted and it isn't welcome in East Grinstead. And so people like the mayor, for example, because one of the charities is the East Grinstead Mayor's Charities, if he was to show up, you know, if he maybe sees a big group of people chanting and protesting outside, which wouldn't have been seen before because there hasn't been a protest on the Sunday, that indicates that Scientology isn't everything that uh, they're being told at the event. So we were kind of quite ready for it. But it was very interesting. We showed up and down by the stables entrance, which is down the other end of the property, down the hill, we I wouldn't have noticed it if I hadn't have drove in through that way in the morning. Um, there was a big crowd of people, and I noticed the big rosette and the banners that you see at a an ideal org opening. And I was like, they're opening something. What on earth is that? So we set up the protest and I wandered down. Um, and as I was walking down, Tom Cruise's helicopter arrived on the Sunday. And I was like, okay, Tom's here. That's probably the charity gala again, pulling out all the stops to impress local dignitaries. I got down to the stables and I realized it was the new Qual building, Qual being qualifications, which was opened in 2019. It finished built was finished four years ago, but obviously they haven't had an opportunity to host a big opening event. Um, and there were maybe 150 people gathered there outside and they certainly weren't expecting us because where it is, is kind of in a dip. 
So the public road, you have perfect line of sight and there's nothing to stop our voices being heard by everybody standing there outside this new building because there were no fences put up. There were no sound barriers, all this sort of stuff that if they were really expecting us to show up, they would have put things in place to stop that, you know, stop us being able to chant. They had people standing in all the gaps with umbrellas, but obviously we defeated that with cameras on sticks, right, which was just for, for me it was hilarious because i was saying to the guys i was like guys i know you're i feel quite bad for you because you've been told to stand here with your umbrellas to stop us seeing anything but and i'm defeating you with a simple selfie stick right guys come on like <laughs> really <laughs> um so that was quite funny but then we just started chanting and chanting and janet laveau that's when we saw her she turned around and i could see her roll her eyes she was clearly thinking not again. What the hell are these guys doing here? And I called down as many people as I could from around where the main site is. And we just started shouting from the top of our voices because there's nothing that could stop all of these people hearing. The first shout that I did, which was Pip Pip Cheerio, Scientology's got to go. I would estimate half the crowd turned around and saw me with my sign, which I thought was a great result. And we just kept going. And then they turned on music really loud, which, of course, they're trying to drown us out. So we just waited for the gap between one song finishing and the next and then chanted in those like five, 10 seconds or whatever. Again, things that they could have mitigated by getting rid of those gaps if they knew we were going to be there. So all in all, an opportunity, I thought, for us to kind of get our voices heard at this unexpected event. Right. Where did you have a good enough vantage point to see? if there was a miniature sized lectern and a little fellow behind it giving a speech? <laughs> so this is what I find highly interesting. Um, my personal thought, essentially the answer is yes, I could see the stage, right? I think that what happened was David Miscavige was meant to host this event because think about it. It's happening on the IES weekend. He's going to be there. Tom Cruise has flown in. It's just before the charity gala. It's an internal building, so it's not a big ideal org. And Erin Banks has done those before with the National Affairs Office in Ireland. But why would she open this new building? If COB is going to be there on the property anyway, it would make more sense for him to do it. And the reason I think that even more is because... There was a big cheer and a big clap, like, welcome, you know, getting geared up. The event is about to start. And the host, who I think is David Miscavige, is about to walk up on the stage. And as soon as the applause stop, we just shout from the top of our voice, the abuse has to stop. The abuse has to stop. And then there was just silence for a good few minutes. And then they started playing music again for a minute or so. And then it happened again. The big applause. Are you guys ready? Let's get started. And then Aaron Banks walks onto the stage and opens the building. So my my opinion is that he was meant to do it, heard the protesting and sent Aaron to do it in this place. He was like, I don't want to be a part of this. It's speculation. I don't have the proof. But the timings of how it unfolded for me indicates that they had to change their plans because of us. The man has no confront and he's the leader of the church of Scientology. What the heck? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was really telling as well, because there are 150 people there, 200 max. I think 150 stretching it, to be honest, I could see every single one of them. I've got a picture. I'll send it to you. We could do a manual count. Um, and if it's the day of the charity gala and there's loads of people in Scientology, like you would have thought it'd be completely filled up, but it was a very small event, but, 
it's very important because it's a brand new qualifications building. It was a 5.6 million pound building that was opened a few years ago. Um, but I could tell the security and the OSA tactics on the day were much more intense. You know, there was one or two people standing by the entrance. The moment I started walking down to the stables, excuse me, one of the private security guards that was at the main gate was, he told me later, he was assigned to me personally to follow me. Even when I left the group, he followed me, not the group. So I had my own personal security detail. There were one or two people that were also down by the stables um, and they just got really, really irate. And the moment we started chanting, suddenly a swarm of people showed up, all American, all, you know, private security, like Sea Org people, not like, sorry, not private security hired by Scientology. Like they were pack-based security, you know, gold security, people that were in OSA, dozens of them showed up and just wanted to try and shut this down as much as possible um and we wouldn't let them we just were continuing to shout and that one of them was trying to engage in a conversation with us and then I realized no you're just trying to keep me talking so I'm not shouting and we could hear Aaron Banks talking and so as soon as I realized that we just started chanting and chanting because there's no way they can drown out our audio in the background of a speech uh, without re-recording the whole event like it's going to be really interesting to see if they release the event video and if they do whether they've had to reshoot Erin's speech because you know there's no way they could have edited it out we were that close to these people wow. but they were really intense and really aggressive and there was a, the gra a grass verge that backs right on to the road um, and it is a public right of way. And we were standing there and a handful of OSA guys came up and they were they were trying to push us into the road and like physically move us. And the police showed up and they were kind of quite good in trying to de-escalate. They didn't do the best job at de-escalating it because they didn't want to get involved in the discussion over private land, public land, because that's a civil matter. Um, but they did. They they were visibly kind of like, this is weird. What is going on? Because we were just there with our little camera and our signs and chanting on public land and they had moved cars there was a, a van that they were trying to reverse into someone that was standing there static in the road they were reversing the van very slowly but just to try and get him to move they were it was aggressive and we hadn't seen anything like that all weekend and then there was one OSA operative who was all balaclavered up. We could just see his eyes that just followed us with his phone, like a typical old school OSA tactic that we've all seen before. The whole day from the moment we got there right until when we left, he was following our car out of the car park. They were much more aggressive on the Sunday. And I think that's because they weren't expecting us and because we personally disrupted what I think is David Miscavige's plans to open that building. I think I think that's exactly what happened, and it's wow. Um, he's I, he's just not ready to deal with any kind of interruption. I guess mm -hmm. that's yeah. odd. I mean, I mean, it's it's twofold. I think they they could have done so much more to prevent us from being heard, right? The location is the location. It's not like they could have held that building opening somewhere different, but they could have put up bigger fences or like curtains. They've done this at events before where there's a really good view from the public road. They've just put up massive curtains so that you can't see. You get thick enough curtains, it drowns out the audio. So it's not exactly like it would be completely drowned out, but it won't be as obvious. So, I think they just weren't expecting us whatsoever. And that gave us an advantage. Like there's no way 
as I said, half of them turned around, the other half didn't, but still they would have heard us. Um, and what was even more interesting is there was a point where they just started to play applause over the speaker system. <laughs> Because the, there was such a small group, it wasn't very loud. So they started playing an applause through the speaker system to make it sound like a bigger event. And obviously it's really obvious, like distinguishable when you're standing next to the speaker, what's coming from over there and what's coming from the speaker there. So it was just hilarious what they were trying to do. And it just wasn't working. Aaron Banks is kind of like a second string publicity person for Scientology. You're right. She shows up at the events but she's not the international spokesperson like uh, Corinne Powell has been. But Aaron Banks is very interesting. She's been in that position for a long time now. And little bit of trivia, Aaron Banks' mother was a Guardian's office volunteer involved in the Paulette Cooper operation. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, I've seen her around before, you know, on in videos and she opened the National Affairs Office in, in Ireland. So part of me was thinking maybe it was just meant to be her all along opening the Quoll building. It's not a new ideologue. It's an internal building that's kind of just for Sea Org or just for people who are studying at uh, um, St. Hill. It's not like it's going to be as big a news as like a new Birmingham Org building. So it could just be that it was the plan initially to always have her, but it was just that the way that that applause and the gap and the kind of dysfunction of that moment happened indicated to me something had changed and they had changed, they were about to do it. And then for some reason they, they weren't. And then I don't know if that was because some, for some other reason, but why would David Miscavige not open the Quoll building if he is there on site? Right. Tom Cruise right. arrived only right. an hour or so earlier on the helicopter. Tom Cruise isn't going to visit St. Hill on the IS weekend if David Miscavige isn't also there. <laughs> right. And, you know, there's precedent. Um, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, they opened uh, new Sea Org offices uh, at the Flag Land Base. It was not, you know, obviously on an ideal org level. It was totally internal. Um, they had a they had a grand opening and they had a crowd, but it was, you know, you could tell it was just not super high top priority. Dave was there opening it up, so I, I think that he does. He wants those grand openings. He thinks it makes him look good for the people. He, it, it bolsters their expansion mantra. So I think, you know, I think there's, yes, it's possible. It was always going to be Aaron Banks, but I think your gut probably is correct. I think also coupled with the aggressiveness that OSA were trying to shut us down with, we didn't see that on the Friday. We didn't see that on the Saturday partly because we were at the gates and once people are on the property, it's fine. Like there's, we weren't physically disrupting the event itself other than making it start late on the Friday, which would have annoyed David Miscavige. But by that point we'd left anyway. So we did disrupt the event, but like the Sunday, it was a direct line of like, it was equivalent of us standing in the IES tent and shouting and screaming, but like that level of interruption. And I think because of that, they were much more intensely trying to shut us down as quickly as possible. They called the police and said that we were harassing them. The police then came with backup. There was a van of like six officers showed up and there was like 
three or four of us at this point down by the gates, just shouting and being shoved and pushed by Osa into the road where there's moving traffic. It was very clear that we were peacefully protesting and the police were great. They were saying, look, guys, you need to let them peacefully protest. This is their right here in England. They're allowed to do this. Yeah, but they're disrupting our event. Well, you know, that's not our problem. It's not criminal. And that was really good to kind of have their backing. But they were they were much more aggressive. And the people who were handling us from OSA were all American. Historically, like at the gates on the Friday, we had Janet Laveau, who's obviously Canadian, but she's based here in the UK. We had Graham Wilson on the Sunday at one point. You know, we had a chat with him. He's the current head of OSA in the UK. We had the London Org Directors of Special Affairs. So it was all UK-based security and UK-based um osa on the sunday it was all american people there was one guy who a viewer identified from the live stream as a pack based security guard um we had uh what was his name i can't remember his name the head of security the chief of security at saint hill was there with us trying to push us into the road luca i think his name was um, but he was the head of security of St. Hill because the police were mentioning he's their contact at St. Hill. Someone else verified again through the live stream. He's the head of security at St. Hill. So the level of people dealing with us on the day was much higher. And again, I think that leads to the idea that perhaps we directly impacted Dave and Miscavige's plans because he's going to be yelling and screaming, shut this down right now. And right. he would have definitely had a hissy fit. Oh, yeah. How about the concert? crowd did you get to see well non-scientologists going in there did they have something to say to you this is where it gets highly interesting and before i answer tony i'm going to ask have you received any photos of video or videos of the charity concert on sunday at all yeah you have okay because i was thinking it may have been cancelled that's how little people were there really? we my gut instinct was after the qual building mess up dave miscavige just said like we're done like end of because we did not see an influx of people going onto the property at all after that event people from the qual building opening were leaving we saw a handful of people leaving the property afterwards i'm guessing their staff and so on but the car park wasn't even half full and there was no the other two days obviously the the traffic was worse on friday there were less people on saturday but like there was a point where there was a traffic jam on both days sunday there was no traffic jam we were right up there until the event was about to start it just it just didn't happen there were one or two cars every few minutes rather than hundreds of cars that we saw on the other days and considering this is the event for local people we would expect to see more cars arriving people arriving driving themselves after work or whatever you know it was a sunday so it would be after work but still no there was no one there and i thought maybe it had just been cancelled but if it wasn't cancelled it definitely happened then it was pretty poorly attended based on what we saw from from outside the property right i um I've been getting uh, photos from people that they were posted on Facebook and definitely on Sunday, I got a video of Mark Isham on stage. I got a photo of Chili B that I uh, put on my website uh, this morning. Uh, I'm now looking at some other shots that the concert definitely happened, but you may be right that there was virtually nobody in the stands. And I, I don't know if we'll ever get a chance to see a picture of that. 
but uh, I'm sure they'll they'll uh, they'll you know say that it was the greatest thing ever. But it might have been very sparsely attended. Poor Jenna. Think about poor Jenna Elfman, <laughs> emceeing an em- to an empty hall. That's that's oh that's a sad thing. My my guess is that it wouldn't have been empty. It would have been filled up with staff and Sea Org rather than public. It's not like the com- they were going to get a big turnout from the community anyway. You know, they were obviously hoping for the mayor and a few other dignitaries like that. But it's not like this is ever a big event where hundreds of locals show up for a good show. It's always like the local Scientologists. And considering they were already on site for the Quoll building opening, I think they just stuck around for an hour or two before or a couple of hours before the charity concert i didn't see a huge influx of people so i reckon all of the london staff who were there all of the sea org that were there or working at the clo over the road they were just told to come in and the few cars that we did see were the local scientologists who weren't there on the day and they've been called in to show up you got to remember the tent the structure inside the first portion of it is where the charity gala will take place and there's like a, an upper level at the back half of the tent. And I would imagine for the concert, they might just have the first half open as a dance floor and the upper half was probably empty. And that wouldn't look too bad because people would go in thinking, oh, it's the charity concert. We're going to be dancing. We don't need tables and chairs and things. So we need a smaller space. So my estimate is they only opened half the tent. And I would be surprised if that was it was completely full up, because like I said, there was there was nobody there. There was no traffic jams. It was very poorly attended. We actually left early because there just wasn't traffic. We were like, we're just standing here shouting at one car every couple of minutes. You know, what's that achieving? So we left early because it was just such a dead day. Wow, what a what an adventure this three days uh, was. I mean, you know, like I said, I've really been impressed at your planning and and the way that you thought about the messaging. But then, you know, it, nobody's plans ever survived the actual event. But it seemed like as uh, odd as things turned out, it only made things even better for you. I mean, you 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 guys really rallied and 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 uh, took advantage of things. Absolutely. I think for me, it was fascinating because um, so my website, Scientology Business, was in the day from the day that the Guardian announced the protest plans, the attempts to hack into the website tripled on a daily basis. You know, it's it, since its launch, it had been that there's been a constant attack to try and hack into it. And the daily amounts of hacks or, or attempts, at least tripled the day the Guardian article came out. And the day the IS event started and for the whole three days of the weekend, they dropped below what they were before. And I, you know, I don't have proof it's Scientology, but what a coincidence that the day OSA are, the three days OSA are dealing with us in person at the IS event, there's no attempts to hack into the website. For me, that's evidence that, it, that they're behind it. Um, but yeah, I got picked up on by Stand League on Twitter. I've had a, a stream of tweets from them saying, I'm a nobody. I don't know what I'm talking about. Who's this Alex guy anyway? He's just a clout chaser. They got a lot more vicious over the weekend. And it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few days. But for me, it's like the support that I got from people locally is what really inspired me to kind of do this again next year. And also the number of people online that wanted to show their support, you know, comments in your article and our videos we've done before, the one with Chris and, you know, comments I've received on my YouTube channel. We kind of had a voice 
for the people that couldn't be there, right? We went in knowing that we were speaking on the behalf. We're trying to give a voice to people who are currently in Scientology who might want to leave and escape. We're trying to give them a voice. But I kind of, I completely overlooked at the time that there are dozens, if not hundreds of former Scientologists in the States, in Europe, all around the world who wish they could have been there in person and couldn't for whatever reason. And we were kind of giving them a voice as well. And that's what made it really nice for us was like, we're speaking on the behalf of many other people, you know, but Bob Ferris, right? Liz Ferris's dad, who there's a campaign to try and find him. Liz obviously couldn't be there in person, but when we're shouting, where's Bob Ferris? We're speaking for her. We're helping her and everyone. And that's what made it powerful for us is like, even if there were 13 people there on the Sunday, we know that we're giving a voice to other people. And that's for us, that's what made it, I think special and what what made it worth it and why we're just going to come back harder and do it more and better next year you know our the uh, the viciousness with which they were trying to attack me personally on the sunday was enough for me to go guys you don't know what you're starting here because i'm at the very beginning of this journey this is the first protest i've organized I've done it in four weeks. You hired security three weeks ago. I organized this protest a week before you even hired security. I'm. This is a very last minute thing. You just wait, because if this is the way you're going to go, let's see, because I'm in this for the long run. This isn't a quick, let's do the event and laugh about it later. You know, this is the start of an, a long campaign for me. So it will be interesting to see <laughs> how they respond in the coming weeks. Well, and I'm, I'm I'm hoping you'll keep us informed on that because uh, I want to hear about any attempts to mess with you. And uh, oh gosh, they just—I uh, don't know. You'd think they just focus on being happy that Tom showed up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's not like you stopped them from having their party. No, I mean we just got our message to as many people as we possibly could, yeah. and you know, we gave so many cards out for the Aftermath Foundation. We were shouting, you know, the abuse has to stop. Did you know that David Miscavige is wanted in a human trafficking case, right? These things that Scientologists wouldn't know about because it's not like they're going to be Googling it or they're going to be told by COB that he's wanted in this trial and just planting those seeds. And I think we had more face-to-face -face contact with people this weekend than I expected. And more people were willing to speak to us and engage with us than I expected. Um, there were also some really interesting figures that kind of revealed themselves over the weekend. This mysterious ninja guy that I was telling you about who had the face mask on, following us, filming us the whole time. See, this is how stupid can some people be like his jacket, right? That he was wearing had a giant Greenfield School logo on it, right? Greenfield School being like the Delphi of the UK. Right. So obviously we know he's associated with Greenfields and we put it up on on um, on YouTube and someone commented, that's this guy and linked us to the Greenfield School website where he works. <laughs> so this guy who's working in a school with children is harassing us protesters filming us as an OSA operative on the Sunday. And I think look, it's just the people like this is that's now a figure I'm interested in and I'm going to do more research to find out more about him. Apparently his dad is OT8 and very senior in the Sea Org, um, I believe in OSA. And it's just, it begs those questions. Should people who are doing things like that be able to work with children in a school? Yes, it's a Scientology school, but still it's a school. 
Um, and it, it's things like this that they just, I don't think they've realized how many times they've dropped the ball and how many things there are that we are now looking at after the event and going, there's that avenue to go down. There's that avenue to go down. What about this? What about this? Why didn't that happen? Or why was that person there? It's it's actually exposing more of their operation than I think they expected to, to expose. And then we'll have another round in a, I don't know, five or six weeks when we get the new ISN magazine and the new impact magazine, and you and I can go over that then and look at how the event unfolded for them and what are they, you know, fibbing about, you know, that kind of thing. But I'm really looking forward to this with those magazines coming out and seeing what their version was because people are asking me, no John Travolta, no so-and-so. Well, we don't know. We haven't seen all the photos yet. It's, it's uh, hard to know exactly who was there just yet. We, we do know that Cruz was there, that Jenna Elfman was there. We think Dave was there. Like I said, I only had one very fuzzy picture of him on stage. If somebody's got something clear, I'd like to see it. I mean, there's no way the IS event would have gone on on that scale without David Miscavige being there, like without a doubt. Way. Right. No. So there's got to be some good photos out there. Let's see them, people. <laughs> Well, one thing that I think you will be interested to know, I spoke to a former or a current Scientologist, sorry, who was coming out of the gates on the Saturday. Um, and I can't, I couldn't tell. I thought he was French at the time, but I think actually he was Italian on reflection. But anyway, had a bit of a conversation with him. Um, and I asked, how was the event? How was it? How was it last night? Was it good? And he was like, yeah, it was very good. He was talking about how beautiful the grounds of St. Hill are. And I said, was it busy? How many people were there? He wouldn't give me a number, but he did say it was smaller than the 1984 IES event. Now, Stephen Jones, who was protesting with us, was there at the 1984 event when he was in the Sea Org. And he estimated from memory about 1,500 people were there in 1984. So if someone was saying it was smaller than 1984, and that was from a Scientologist, there's no reason for him to, you know, give us any other impression. But yeah. It was smaller. Definitely. I mean, my my ballpark is, you know, 2,000 to 2,500 Friday night, maybe five to 700 on Saturday night. And maybe a couple <laughs> like of hundred, maybe a couple 10 on Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and of course, I think the Sunday was probably 100 or 200. I reckon I'm based on the call to the numbers. press release. I still haven't mm -hmm. seen a press release. I don't know if maybe they're not mm -hmm. going to put one out this year, but it's always fun to see the press release because they quote uh, Miscavige. And then they'll put out some fanciful number like 7,000 people fit in that tent, right? Um, but I haven't seen anything yet, but I, I hope it comes soon. Yeah. Wow. What an and experience. also, like I said, I'm like, I'm at the start now of like, now submitting Freedom of Information Act requests and so on to all the different authorities to get all the information I possibly can because they had to inform the police of numbers for each day. And obviously they told me some bits, but not everything. So I now want to look into what was their um, engagement like with the police? What was their engagement like with the council? You know, we know that they got a slap on the wrist for not giving the notice that they were required to give to do the event. So I want to get access to that information and you can do that through Freedom of Information Act. So this is now the beginning of the big debrief of how everything unfolded behind the scenes. And it will be really interesting to see. That's a great idea. When they did their San Diego Ideal Org, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, uh, there's a real good local reporter there, Ken Stone, I think is his name, and he thought about doing that. And he asked for, because Scientology has to interact 
with the local government officials. Scientology mm. doesn't have to turn over anything to us. But once they interact with a government official, then those communications are, are searchable. And so uh, Ken asked for all communications between Church Scientology and the San Diego City Council. And it was wonderful. He, he actually gave it to me because his publication there in San Diego wasn't that interested, but he knew I would be. And so I got to print all these interesting communications, for example, and it would be great if you could get something like this, the begging they do to get the local mayor to come to this thing. It's precious. So there might be some of that in there. There might be, like you said, some uh, maybe some not so friendly back and forth about not you know blowing deadlines and stuff or the stuff that you pointed out. There could be uh, some really fun stuff in there. I hope you get your hands on it. Yeah, fingers crossed. I think there's also a couple of things, like I said, like they revealed themselves that I'm now interested in looking at. The rugby club is a prime example. They were using the rugby club on the Friday for parking, their overflow car park. The rugby club is literally opposite St. Hill. I was told that because I applied to the rugby club, said, hey, guys, we're doing a protest. Can we use your car park and can we use your toilets and facilities and stuff? And they said, not on the Friday, but on the Saturday and Sunday, our club is open to everybody. We have to have a good relationship with our neighbors, the church, but everybody is welcome. So when we showed up on the Saturday and were turned away by the security at the gate of the rugby club car park, I was like, what on earth is going on? The security was saying, no, we've been told by the owner that we're not allowed to let the protesters in. Now, I then later found out that that was Scientology security, not rugby club security. And when I spoke to my contact at the rugby club and said, hey, what happened yesterday on a Saturday? Because we we were turned away at the gate. And he said, oh, I was I was told that due to the weather, the the club was closed and the car park therefore wasn't being used and i said well it definitely was being used by scientology and not by us and it was definitely being used and monitored by scientology security so i don't know whether scientology just took over the car park for the day and put their security on it or what but by sunday when i after speaking to my contact to the rugby club um it was sorted we had no issues we were allowed to park in the car park there was no security on the gate because obviously he was like yeah you can park there not a problem so i don't know whether scientology had a pre-arranged deal and there was miscommunication or whether they just took over um and now the rugby club told them off and that's why we were allowed to park on the sunday but these sorts of things are little rabbit holes i'm starting to go down to start to unpack now okay well i want i just want to point out that you jogged a memory for me yeah. Eight years ago at the 2015 oh, yeah. IAS, yeah. not only did Chili B perform, not only did Tom Cruise show up in a tuxedo, but Tom took a picture at St. Hill with the um the owner, the guys of the rugby club. Yes, the owner of the rugby club previously has done an interview with the Daily Mail gushing about how lovely Scientology are. You know, they wanted to use our car park during refurbishments or something. So therefore, they invited me to one of their big charity events and I got a picture of Tom Cruise and a nice dinner. They've definitely been doing that safe pointing for years. But the rugby club's message to me 
from day one was we have to be nice to them but the rugby club is open to everybody we don't want to discriminate and say no to the local community we are a community space and we are open to everybody that's the message they sent to me so the fact that we were turned away and when I raised it with them the following day we weren't turned away indicates to me that they were a little bit annoyed yeah well so but we'll see how these things unfold. You know, this is just I'm giving you guys the tip of the iceberg because there's so much that I want to unpack first before I can talk about it publicly. But it was just a really the Friday went really, really well. And I think our conversation was like, how on earth did it go off without a hitch? And so I was kind of expecting something. And the Sunday I said to all the protesters, let's go out with a bang. Right. Let's do let's have a real big party today and let's make a real mark on the map. Um, and that's exactly what we did, but not from our doing because they were so much more aggressive. And I was like, this is, this is more what I was expecting on the Friday. Um, so yeah, it was just an interesting development, how their attitude changed. And I think it's mostly because they didn't expect us. I think because they haven't had to face protests in all three days before. And because David Miscavige a hundred percent knew we were there and was 100% annoyed with us and wanted to get us shut down as, as soon as and as effectively as possible. So that made my I mean, there's personally only, look, there's only, unhappy. There's only two explanations if that's what happened. On the one hand, he's so self-conscious about how he appears to the Scientologists that he worried that you would disrupt him and he would end up looking stupid in front of them. Hmm. Or... BTs. He just could not risk your BTs coming over and attaching themselves to you. And he just could not be in the same area, even though I'm sure you were a ways away. But those are the only, I'm sorry, those are the only two explanations. Either, either he's just so uh, worried about how he's going to deal with a heckler. Or, well, uh, yeah. We were we were shouting go go power thetans and there was another great one the the megaphone that we got a hold of had a little siren button and one of my favorite calls on the Sunday was SP alert SP alert whoop whoop SP alert <laughs> so we were having a lot of fun with it but that's the sort of thing that would really piss David Miscavige off and um, yeah you're right maybe he was just not able to confront and shatter us big nasty SPs. You know, maybe he needs to retread grade zero because he clearly can't communicate with anybody on any subject because he ran away scared from us. Maybe maybe he should try the Scientology thing out because as far as <laughs> I can tell, he doesn't do it at all. You know, so maybe he needs to go back and do some life improvement courses. <laughs> all right, Alex, thank you so much for updating us. What a great story. And uh I'm just so excited about the whole thing. And I and I know it's gonna keep we're gonna keep getting more developments, and I can't wait to hear them. Thank you, Tony. And like I said, I'll keep you up to date with things as they develop. You know, anything that you need, let me know. And photos as well. I can't wait to start seeing more from inside. Exactly. Uh, and you and, and me picking, both. Up, picking them up. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Come on.